Well, all right, all right, all right. Happy Thursday to you guys. It's Coach Lois. Super excited for another live podcast. Uh, spontaneous. You've noticed now that you've been following me. I have been podcasting more monologues and really excited to just speak from my heart, share raw, real, vulnerable, authentic messages about my journey with meditation weight loss, and addictive behaviors. I know that this time of year is that time, right? Where people think this is going to be the year I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to work out. I'm going to, you know, commit to that yoga practice. I'm going to meditate more. And then life happens for us, right? How many of us have, have been there? And oh my gosh, I have been, especially with my overachieving type A personality, that I really found um, as I went inward, I found the root cause of even that and how I could rewrite the stories of my life. I could start with a clean slate. However, it all started within. You've heard some of, uh, if you've been on my webinars, you've talked or heard me talk about as within, so without. 95% of our results in life come from the subconscious, from the unconscious mind that drives our behaviors, the thoughts and the feelings that get us to do things without even thinking. So I had found myself 20 months ago as a binge drinking workaholic who knew she didn't want to do that anymore, yet didn't know where to begin. I had been meditating for years and I was struggling with that um, because honestly, you know, there was so many thoughts, some of them dark and scary, that I didn't want to meditate. <laughs> Who wants to meditate just to hear the mind go wah, 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 like Charlie Brown and the Peanuts gang? So I've been sharing little short monologues a little bit along the way. And I thought today I would share another tool that I am offering up a free class on Monday um, called Intro to Microdosing. If you've been following me, I have talked about this on my podcast before, but I really want to drill down what microdosing as a tool with psilocybin primarily helped me unlock because the key is you don't know what you don't know. Well, I knew there was things that I didn't know that were driving me, right? Why was I working so much? Why was I drinking so much alcohol? Why also was I feeling so much shame and resentment and guilt towards myself? And then, of course, projecting it on others. Because I, fi I find that's a pattern that a lot of us have. I didn't want to do that anymore. So when I waved the right flag and I surrendered and my mentor said, go check out plant medicine, these sacred ancient plants that have been around for billions of years, a lot longer than us, has so much to teach us, so much healing to offer. I've, I've been in health and fitness and I've said food is my medicine, right? But even though I knew all these things intellectually, my mind, my body, and my spirit were out of alignment. And you're going to hear me say more of that mind, body, spirit, alignment. Well, what does that mean? Well, let me take you on a journey, just a, a brief summary. I'm going to talk more about this on my class on Monday. But I turned to psilocybin with the help of a mushroom shaman who will be a part of that class. 
and it helped me. And, and microdosing again is usually 50 to 200 milligrams, give or take. So very, very small amounts of psilocybin. And the very first one I took, <laughs> I'll never forget it. You know, again, you take it on an empty stomach. There's uh, ideal behaviors that support it. It's not quite like a cleanse or a detox or a, a meal plan, but it kind of is. And now I coach people, you know, it's ideal to not drink alcohol while you're microdosing, right? It's ideal to drink plenty of water. It's also ideal to take it on an empty stomach. So anyway, I immediately, not immediately, I'd say within 30 minutes to 45 minutes, I was sitting at my desk and I was like, whoa, I need to go and sit on the couch and relax, which was not second nature to me. <laughs> In fact, the workaholism was very much first nature, second nature, maybe even third nature. And I just, I just felt so relaxed, so zen that I had to go and sit down. And that told me something. That told me that this was not a magic pill or a potion or a lotion, that this, this medicine was trying to teach me something. And keep in mind, this was almost 21 months ago now, because it was April of 2021. That was the beginning of the journey. And Rome wasn't built in a day. And I'm going to read a story uh, to you from the compound effect to really, really, really exemplify, uh, magnify this conversation of how we got to take small bite-sized sustainable steps to getting to our health goals, to our financial goals. If you've ever read the book, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, you probably already know the story. But I'll finish with my story again. I'm giving you the Cliff Notes version. So I had microdosing in my life. And then probably it took me maybe three months of trial and error where I was starting to want to meditate. I was wanting to really enjoy my weekends off. I was turning my computer off at 6.30 at night as well as my phone. Notifications, social media was also one of my addictive behaviors. I started recognizing that I was giving too much of myself away. I was giving my power away by people pleasing as well. These, these like little neurons were firing and I was asking myself questions. If you ask your brain questions and meditate long enough, you'll get an answer. And here's the deal. I'm, it wasn't easy. It was different every day. I failed forward. I, I took little small baby steps until I built trust in myself. I would take some time away from alcohol and then I would drink too much. I would go through blame and shame and resentment and guilt. And then I would look at that. And microdosing then helped me to open my mind and get into my heart. It inspired me to meditate more, to slow down more. And then over time, you know, again, it was 18 to 20 months. I was able to change my relationship with alcohol because I asked again my brain all these questions as to why. 
I found for me also the root cause of my people-pleasing behaviors, which then led me to working too much and saying yes and being all things for all people. That's how I ended up working seven days a week and texting with everybody seven days a week and not being present with my family most of the week. And I was just sick and tired of it. But by peeling back the layers with plant medicine and microdosing with psilocybin, being able to then meditate more and quiet this more, that was the other thing psilocybin helped me do is to open up that spaciousness. I did also hire a coach along the way who was in the plant medicine space, who was also able to help me go within and quiet the mind even more. So again, this is not for the faint of heart. You can't do this journey alone, which is why I'm talking more openly about it. But over time, I cut back on alcohol. I started losing weight. No surprising. I healed my gut issues. I was able to get to the root cause and pull back the layer of my not enough wound, which is where it also was driving the people pleasing, which drove me to drink too much, to work too much, Dr. Mel talked about that on the podcast just yesterday or the day before about how with her somatic background and breathwork background, you know, we have the ability to heal. We've, we've got to just slow down and smell the roses, right? And how are you going to do that? That's my question for you. How are you going to find and create or recreate balance in your life? How are you going to go within with support and without judgment as much as you can and be consistent over a period of time? And again, small, sustainable steps, small, sustainable steps. And microdosing may not work for you, and that's perfect. Um, maybe you already have an amazing meditation practice. However, if your effect is still, you know, working too much or you have addictive behaviors, shopping, Netflix, social media, um, I, I do believe people pleasing, addicted to fear, you know, um, that loop that keeps saying uh, negative things and not helping you get to where you want to be, then you got to look at the source. You got to look at the source and reverse engineer and ask yourself, how can I quiet the mind more? How can I go within more, connect with my heart, recognize the shadows, recognize the fear, the shame, the blame, the guilt, the resentment, the not worthiness, the need to be perfect, maybe feeling alone and isolated. That's also a big one. And really look and, 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 and not, not stay there or ruminate but to be able to ask the medicine, in my case, the psilocybin, how did I get here? What am I missing? What can you teach me? And then just listen. It's that simple. Just like really healthy food and water is meant to nourish you. I believe that microdosing with psilocybin is also potential for nourishing you and giving you messages, even if they're ever so subtle and subliminal to helping shift your internal world so you can shift your external world. So again, two classes, two events coming up. If microdosing is not for you, that's perfect. I'll drop in the show notes my microdosing link for the class on Monday. And then, of course, I have my health challenge next week. 
that's completely not about microdosing or plant medicine, using amazing tools that are simple and affordable and oftentimes free, like breathing is free, right? Breathwork is free. Meditation can be free. We'll be doing daily meditation, helping you go on that inner journey Tuesday through Saturday, 6.30 a.m. meditation Pacific time and a live class at 1 p.m. Go ahead and register at loiskofi.com forward slash challenge. Register, especially if you really want to participate and change your life. Don't just sign up for the sake of signing up. That was also a people-pleasing behavior that I exhibited, by the way. Tune in and ask your intuition, ask your higher self, does this resonate with me? It's another thing plant medicine taught me is I don't say yes for the sake of saying yes, and I don't say no for the sake of saying no. Way fewer knee-jerk reactions, being true to myself instead of doing what I think other people think I should do, right? Being really connected to my core values, my passions, my purpose. So please sign up for the challenge. Feel free to hit the share button. I do want to close with a quick story. Um, it's actually kind of, it's not super quick, uh, but it's from the book, The Compound Effect. And I feel like this is a really, really profound story that really will inspire you, especially since right now a lot of people are struggling with mental health, physical health, spiritual health. I hear a lot of people just having a lot of experiences externally triggered them with the environment, with the political landscape, with wars, different things happening financially in our world that are intense. So listen to the story and see how this applies to you and how you can apply this to your life. So let's take three buddies who grew up all together. They live in the same neighborhood with very similar sensibilities. Each one makes around 50 grand a year. They're all married and have average health and body weight. Plus a little bit of that dreaded marriage fab. Friend number one named Larry plods along doing as he's always done. He's happy or so he thinks, but complains occasionally that nothing ever changes. Friend number two, Scott, starts making some small, seemingly inconsequential positive changes. He begins reading 10 pages of a good book, just 10 per day, and listening to 30 minutes of something instructional or inspirational on his commute to work. He wants to see changes in his life, but he doesn't want to make a huge fuss over it. He recently read an interview um, from Success Magazine and chose one idea to implement into his life. He's going to cut 125 calories from his diet every day. 125 calories, no big deal. Talking maybe a cup of cereal or less. Trading that soda for a bottle of seltzer. Switching from mayo to mustard on a sandwich. Very doable, right? He's also started walking a couple thousand extra steps per day, less than a mile. Subtle, subtle, small changes, right? Sustainable, yeah. No grand acts of bravery or effort, stuff anyone could do. But Scott is determined to stick with these choices, knowing that even though they're simple, he could also easily be tempted to abandon them. Friend number three, Brad, makes a few poor choices. He recently bought a big screen TV so he can watch more of his favorite programs. He's been trying out the recipes he's seen on the Food Channel. The cheesy casseroles and desserts are his favorites. And he installed a bar in his family room and added one alcoholic drink per week, just one drink per week to his diet. He just wants to have a little more fun. 
Now think about all three of those guys. At the end of five months, no perceivable differences exist. That sounds about right for me too. Larry, Scott, or Brad, they're all the same pretty much. Scott continues to read a little bit every night and listens to audios. Brad is enjoying life and doing less. Larry keeps doing as he always has. Now, even though each man has his own pattern of behavior, five months isn't long enough to see any real decline or improvement in their situations. In fact, if you charted the three men's weights, you'd see a rounding error of zero. They'd look exactly the same. At the end of 10 months, we still can't see noticeable changes. So think about that 10 months of consistency. It's not until we get to the end of the 18 month that the slightest differences are measurable. And actually they go beyond 18 months at about month 25, month 27, there's an expansive difference. So it was actually a two year journey for them. By month 31, the change is startling. Brad is now fat while Scott is trim. By simply cutting 125 calories a day in 31 months, Scott has lost 33 pounds. Amazing. Brad ate only 125 calories more a day in that same time frame, and he gained 33 pounds. Now he weighs 67 pounds more than Scott. However, the differences are more significant than weight. Scott's invested almost 1,000 hours reading good books and listening to self-improvement audios. By putting his newly gained knowledge into practice, he's earned a promotion and a raise. Best of all, his marriage is thriving. Brad, he's unhappy at work, and his marriage is on the rocks. And Larry, Larry's pretty much exactly where he was two and a half years ago, except now he's a little more bitter about it. So remember, Rome wasn't built in a day. The phenomenal power of the compound effect is that simple. And I've only been able to really talk about um, just 20 months of where I've been at. I'm excited to see where I end up in those guys' numbers talking two and a half, three years later. So I hope you can sign up for my health challenge. You don't have to be great to start. You do, however, got to start to be great. So here's to your best health, your best wealth, your best wisdom. Again, if you saw value in this message today, please hit the share button. Sharing is caring. And until next time, um, I wish you all the best. Have a great day. And uh, we'll see you soon.